Hey guys, this is Leah Hendershot, your host for Well on Less, where we take somewhat overwhelming ideas of living well and make them simple and easy to implement and live by. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the Well on Less podcast. Today we're going to talk about meats, and I really could probably spend two hours talking about this, but I think it's very important very, very, very important. Actually, this is one of the areas where you just have to do it and you'll see the difference. You'll taste the difference, but don't, once again, don't get overwhelmed because I'm going to teach you later on and on my website, teach you how to stretch meats. So even if you don't eat meat, I know people, some people do not eat meat or only certain meats or they avoid certain meats for a lot of different reasons. But I think this is going to be beneficial, even if you don't eat meats, to help you understand a little bit about them and why it's so important that we all care about the meats that are going into our food system. And I'm just barely going to hit really on it, but I'm going to give you a really, really, really good resource and something as always, that I recommend you read to help you understand what really goes on and why it's very important to source your meats properly. It's an area that I do not, I do not skimp on. So when we're talking about well on less, there's a lot of things that we have to make priority and quality meats is one of those. So we're going to talk about that today. First of all, our usual, a quote, and this comes from the book I'm going to recommend to you guys. The author is Michael Pollan, P-O-L-L-A-N is his last name, and the book is called The Omnivore's Dilemma, A Natural History of Four Meals. And what he did in that book was he followed four different meals. He chose these four different meals that he wanted to prepare And he followed how they would be made and how he would bring all this together. And in one of those, he followed his meat, a uh, a beef, a calf from essentially a calf. I don't think he saw it be born, but he followed it from um, calf stage through the whole process of where it was sent to the concentrated animal feed lot Um, how it was taken care of, its environment, and all that. It is extremely, extremely eye-opening. And this is from someone that I think in the book he admits he didn't really believe the things (laughs) that he experienced, and then he saw them, and it just was very eye-opening. So a quote from that book is, Were the walls of our meat industry to become transparent, literally or even figuratively, we would not long continue to raise, kill, and eat animals the way we do. And that is so true. If you've ever watched any sort of documentary on that, um, if you haven't, there's a lot out there. I'll try and think of one as I'm, as I'm talking. And yes, so we need to know our meats and refer you back to episodes two and three, because we talked a lot there about changing our mindset about food and being aware of the nutrient density in our food and how that should take priority. And like I said, don't worry 
as we go through this and as podcasts and web pages and all that, you will get to see a bigger picture, a better picture about how you can do this on less. So just go back to episodes two and three of the Well on Less podcast and we'll talk about, you know, you'll hear me talk about this is slowly changing your mindset. This is not an overnight wham, bam, you're eating fabulous and you can afford it and everything's peachy keen. It's a process. So hang in there. But everyone's welcome on this. Obviously, everyone's welcome on this talk because we're talking to talk about meats here. Okay, so where do we start? Okay, first of all, I want you to think about switching your dollars. And we talked a little bit about that in the last podcast, episode three, about what is the real cost of food? What is that burger really costing you? It's costing you a whole lot more than even if you want to start out with sourcing quality beef, grass-fed beef, pastured beef. Pastured is not pasteurized. Pastured is what you want to remember. P-A-S-T-U-R-E-D, pastured. So we talked about about that, and we kind of hinted at switching your dollars. That's what I want you to view this as, and that was a reality to me, is I simply had, in a lot of areas, needed to switch my dollars. I just needed to get rid of, like I said, I couponed and did all of that. And I ended up spending a lot more money than I did after I switched my dollars to pastured beef and looking at the back of a package and choosing the thing that has ingredients I can pronounce and fewer ingredients. I simply switched my dollars. And as we were eating more nutrient dense food, we ate less food. And you're going to see that slowly as you do this over time, you're going to see that switching your dollars, you're just switching out dollars. And it may be literally a a couple dollars at a time that you're switching out. Maybe instead of since we're talking about meats, maybe instead of the three, I don't even know what meat costs in the store anymore, because I don't buy it there. But I understand we all have to start at one place someplace. Maybe you're paying, I don't even know what it is now. Let's say $3, $4 a pound. I don't really know. But if you can source pastured beef from a local farmer, or even if you have to go online and source it, and you're paying 6 or $7 a pound, that's a couple more dollars a pound. Yes, that adds up. Understand that. But think about in your budget, what are you buying that's not really serving your body, serving your family, and switch it out. And we all have those things. I'm not saying you should go without your little things that you enjoy. But think about things that don't really need to be, you know, maybe you buy a pack of soda every week for the family, just one pack of soda. Maybe switch that out and put those dollars toward quality meats. And there's so many amazing other things you could be drinking um, that it may not be missed and it wouldn't hurt any of us to cut down on those sorts of things. So that's where I want you to start is to think about switching out your dollars. Nutrient density, we talked about that. I won't rehash that, but the nutrient density of your meats is 
super important. And that's why I said meats need to take priority. Quality meats, first and foremost, people ask me, what can I do first? Switch out your meats, change out your meats, find a local farmer. Or if you have to go online, if you're not near, if you're not near something like that, or maybe it's too far away for you, or whatever the reason, go online and make meats your priority. And I will list some of those for you guys, some online options as well. But I'm going to have a web page this time for understanding some of this and where can you start to find your own meats. Your, your concept of meats is probably like mine. It just started from, okay, the meat is meat. Meat is meat is meat. And after watching documentaries, reading, reading The Omnivore's Dilemma, and really visiting a farm, the, our, the farm we get most of our meats from besides friends that raise. We have friends that raise chickens and will give us meat. We have a friend that they'll have a deer that they will share with us. My brother, shout out again to Pritchard Homestead. My brother has some sausage he uh, raises and makes on his own. But the main farm we get ours from, they wanted me to come out first and see the farm. And they know what they're doing because when you go to the farm, you will determine if you want to eat food from that farm or not. And as you read Michael Pollan's Omnivore's Dilemma, go to a local farm. You will watch a documentary on concentrated animal feed. I think they're CAFOs is what the official term is. Concentrated animal feed. What is that? Or organization? I don't know what it is. But concentrated animal feed lots is what I call them. You see the difference and you will clearly see which you would prefer your meat to come from just on the surface level. And we here in Kansas, the corner, southwest corner of Kansas into Texas and Oklahoma, there's a lot of the concentrated animal feed lots. Perhaps you've been by one. You know what those look like and smell like. And like Michael said in his book, if the walls were transparent, if those were surrounding our cities, if they weren't way out, way out, if those were surrounding our cities, if the walls of the factories were transparent, we all would change our meats. Versus going to the farm I go to locally here, and I'm hoping to have them on at some point. Shout out to Jayco Farm. Go there and instead of cows sitting in in the the CAFOs sitting in their own manure on barren ground none of them are standing what's up with that none of the cows are ever standing it smells terrible smells like cow poop versus i go to jaco farm and everything's out there together the sheep are with the cows, are with the llama, are with the chickens. Are It's all in this regenerative pasture. And they are all eating together. And 
I don't know if I've ever went out there and seen a cow laying down. And it's just a beautiful picture. And it is idyllic, but it's happening. And it's probably happening in a lot of farms around you. And you just don't know it. So I highly recommend when you find a farm, go and visit it. Talk to the farmer and you will see their love for the animal and and how they're raising it and how it really should be done. And it will make you want to source your meat that way. Your chicken, what else we got? We got chicken, lamb, beef, pork. If you eat pork, you have your wild game. If you can get it from a friend, elk, bison, deer, all those sorts of things. This is priority for your family. The cool thing about the extra cool thing about, yes, you just feel good knowing that it was raised right. It had a very um, short time uh, before it was, you know, to your plate. A very short time, um, unlike the misery that the other animals live in. Beyond that is meats are, when they're sourced properly, raised properly, preferably pastured, or, you know, like if you, some people raise a few chickens in their backyard, um, or wild game. The cool thing, and we talked about nutrient density, the cool thing is when meat is properly raised, has all, you know, fresh air, access to fresh grasses, all the things, access to all those things, it has a completely different nutrient profile. And we were talking about burgers the other day and how, you know, like a little cheapo burger, maybe an eighth of a pound. And my kids could scarf down two or three of those. My teenager could scarf down two or three of those. But at home, if I make one, it's one. What's the difference? It's nutrient density. And it's, it's actually food that's filling your body. So meats that are properly sourced especially, yeah, just meats in general, have a, have a, what would you call it, a nutrient profile that's completely different than meats that are raised differently. That's the same, though, of course, with fruits and vegetables and all of that. It is completely different. We have very, we have very nutrient-lacking, nutrient-less food in our system because of the way it is grown and raised, processed, the time it takes to get to us, all of those sorts of things. Anyway, meat has five very crucial B-complex vitamins in it. These are very crucial. Uh, Thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, a lot of that um, is not in high amounts in concentrated animal feedlots or chicken houses where there's thousands of birds or turkey where there's thousands of birds in an enclosed space and they have to give them antibiotics to keep them from getting respiratory illnesses and keep them from getting this and keep them from getting that. It's not the same. You're missing a lot of those key, those key B complex vitamins and you only can get those in large amounts from meats. So also iron, zinc, magnesium, choline, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, all of that is in higher amounts when you properly source your meats. 
the fats in those meats are also different. Now, we'll go into fats in another podcast, understanding fats. And this was something that was very, very hard for me to grasp. That's why I want to do an episode on it. It was very hard for me to grasp that essentially everything I thought about fats was the opposite. It was a 180. And when you think about fats, the fats that come from healthy, properly raised animals, your body process is completely different. We talked about that um, in episode two or three about your body, how it processes real food, whole foods, completely different than something that's been altered. That's just the basic understanding of fats without going too much into it. Also, a lot of people avoid healthy fats because they have been taught that like vegetable oils and all of these processed oils are the better option. And the truth is they're so processed that they're full of free radicals. They're full of trans fats. And trans fats are the main culprit for a lot of the issues that go on in our body. Well, one of the main culprits, I should say. So real healthy saturated fats, properly sourced, are a benefit to your body. They're a benefit to your brain. They're a benefit to mind, mood, all those sorts of things. And they've gotten a bad rap, and now we see them coming back around. Like, you know, you used to be avocados were bad. Don't eat too many avocados. Don't eat too many eggs. Um, and all these sorts of things. But your body actually recognizes those and uses them very efficiently. And that's a process of changing um, changing over time. Believe me, the fats thing was very, very hard because I went through the whole eat lean, 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 turkey, bacon, um, you know, the low fat beef from the grocery store. Oh, it's like a huge face palm. So animal fats properly sourced carry vitamin, fat soluble vitamins, vitamins A, D, K2, K2. That's a whole nother thing we need to talk about, but that's a whole nother um, K2 is a whole nother kind of activator in your body and it comes from animal fats. A lot of it can come from animal fats. So a good source, and I will post that on the webpage as well that I'll, I'll leave a link below is Weston A. Price Foundation. I'll recommend them over and over and over. I'll have a link to that. They have a whole page about how we should view fats. So I'll post that as well. I also want you to think about when you think about your meats and we'll talk, like I said, I'll, we'll have a, an episode about stretching your meats. You're going to make sourcing your meats priority. Quality meats is priority. That was the first step I would take sourcing your meats. And I'll have that webpage for you guys, that link for you guys, but go back and think about what's it really costing you? The price per meal, the price per ounce, how much is it filling you up versus this convenience food or this fast food or this deal? And what I've found with meats in general is the meats at the store, chicken, beef, especially, we don't really eat a lot of pork. So those are the main ones that I used to buy at the store. The all of it was, it was different once you have the real. Now looking back, the chicken would shrink down so much. What is the real, what's the reality of that? 
I've heard it's pumped full of fillers and and water and all those things to make it look juicy and plumpy in the in the store. I believe that. I haven't seen an official video on it, but I totally believe that. Same with the ground beef. Things are added to it. Of course, colors are added to it. Colors coloration is added to it to make it look red and fresh. But it also would shrink and just be really weird. And you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you've ever had the real thing, the flavor is definitely not the same. How could it be the same I, when you're grain fed, sitting in your own feces during the day, pump full of antibiotics, um, same for chicken, turkey, whatever. How can it, how can it possibly taste the same? But I want you to think about that as well. And what are you really paying for? Are you really getting your money's worth? And that's really what I came to recognize as I slowly integrated pastured meats into our into our diet, pastured or friend raised them properly. Things don't have to have a proper name to still be good food. Your friend doesn't have to be certified organic for you to be consuming a chicken that was raised properly, moved around on grass, sunshine, air, fed the right stuff. Anyway, think about all of that. I hope you can see how all this is coming together, building upon each other, and um, begin to see what is it really costing you, and what is it really costing you in your body, of course. And that's how you begin to choose things that help you live well, and you and I'm going to guide you about how to stretch all these things, how to source them and stretch them, make meals that are filling. And hopefully it's very surprising to you how much you can do and still eat really, really well. That's what I consider, um, that we eat pretty well considering our income. And you're going to start to become really resourceful as well. So that's why I always like to put a resource at the bottom so you can become your own. When you teach yourself, that's when it really becomes real to you and really um, becomes something that you want to pursue. So I'll put the link to the book below and I'll put a link to the webpage where we're going to talk about how can you begin to source meats? How can you get a little creative? If you can't find them local, where can you go online? And I also want to start integrating a little bit of well on less homework. Um, so WOL homework, but you know, it's not hard. I want you to go to whatever search engine that you use. And I want you to put in your city first. And let's say your, let's say a big city. Let's say, what's a big city? Kansas City. Kansas City pastured meats. Or Kansas City local farms. Kansas City organic farms or organic farm, do farm, anything like that to start to help you find someone in the area. Kansas City farmers markets. That will help you. Farmers markets are a really good resource for finding local food, obviously, but also finding local meats because even they may not sell meats, but they will know someone that does. So get yourself hooked up with those people 
people are your greatest connection when for well on less because they know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Thankfully, I live in an area where there's lots of farms um, within 30 minutes to an hour away, even less than that. But you may not be. So start being resourceful. Simplest thing you can do, go online and start. Type in your city. Um, Chicago pastured farms. Chicago farmers markets. Chicago what else did I say? Organic farms and start trying to make a little web and you will be surprised at what you can find. Search around, ask your neighbors. That's another part of your homework. Ask a neighbor, Hey, who do you know that hasn't has a, that might have this thing that I need? That is a phenomenal way to source your foods. So I'm going to leave it at that. Look for the links below and I hope you can find at least one near you and go visit. And I'm sure they would love to have you a farm, a local farm. But like I said, meats must take priority in your budget. That is the thing you need to hone in on fairly quickly to begin to change your diet, nutrient dense. And I'll help guide you along on what can we make with this? What can we do with this to stretch it further? Because believe me, I have had to do that. So see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks guys for being here with me on the podcast. For now, as I get started, the places I can send you to, to connect with me are still being streamlined. But for now, you can find me on Facebook at Leah Hendershot Flourishing Roots Home. And then you also can find me on Instagram at flourishing.roots. I do have a website in the works, but we're going with what we have and we're just getting started. So follow me there. And then as we change things over for Well On Less, then I will let you know about those changes, both here in the podcast and then on those sites. So follow me there first, and then stay tuned for when we have more things ready. But I'm happy that you're with us.